What's up, everybody? So this is episode 67, part B. Jamal and I, brother on baseball, finish our great conversation on baseball. Make sure you guys finish the episode. Let us know what you guys think. As always, everybody, much love. Every position I got a diamond at. But if I'm not getting a Mushu, you ain't getting a Jeremy. What? I feel like a young no one. Right to us. We're very friendly. <laughs> much love. for the DH. Are you for the DH? I am for the universal DH because the pitchers aren't getting paid to hit. That's not a skill that they've mm-hmm. worked on. They've gone through the minors. There's been DHs. A lot of these guys haven't hit, say, since high school. So why am I now? I'm paying you. And you have to go hit. Okay, or even, you know, I got, so again, use recency, you know, Clayton Kershaw last night coming up there. Again, it was a pinch hit appearance, but, you know, why do I need to have Clayton Kershaw going up to the plate, you know, possibly blowing out something, running a base or swinging a bat, no, that's not your job. That's not your function. You do this, we do that. You know, so these are hitters, these are pitchers. You don't ask your quarterback to go start playing outside linebacker. Doesn't happen. Yeah. You know, again, they're both on the roster. Technically, you could put him on the you field. Could, but you shouldn't. Right. So pitcher, you don't get paid to do that. Dustin May had no chance of getting a hit last night. No matter no. he could be up there until the cows came home. He wasn't gonna hit the ball. I'm fifty fifty on it. <laughs> Just so you know. I'm fifty fifty. I, I actually enjoyed watching the DH last year. Mm-hmm. Edwin Rios was there. You get the flexibility of rotating the lineup. As I said, I watch a lot of Dodgers, so that's what I see. However, if I see a team like the Giants, okay, where their DH is Darren Ruff, who hasn't played in Major League Baseball mm-hmm. in five years, yes. not every team is built to have that DH. No, but I can change my roster construction if I know I don't need to worry about pitchers hitting. And it, also, it I does, but carry. how long do you have to make that roster change, right? Oh, like, if, that. if off season. You, you think in one offseason, a team could catch up to yeah, a you, Yankee squad that's kind of, or I any, mean, the any, Yankees, any the Dodgers, AL, sorry, those, any AL team mm-hmm. that's kind of been drafting yeah. accordingly mm-hmm. to a DH? You think a team could catch up in one offseason? Yeah, because again, if it's an offseason, this guy's a potential free agent or he's in somebody's minor league mm-hmm. system. I can simply acquire him and go, yeah, you can't catch. We know that. <laughs> so you're going to be the DH or we have a lot of you mm-hmm. to use the Mets. Yeah. We, we discussed them earlier as a recent example. They have basically Dominic Smith playing left and, field. Yeah. And then you have Pete Alonso. Yeah. Pete Alonso at first, well, Dominic Smith's a gold lo- glove level first baseman playing left field. If you said, we're going to have a DH. So Pete, we don't need to w- worry about you with the glove. Cause if you would have saw Pete Alonso before his rookie year trying to field, you didn't know if he could quite catch a baseball. I mean, it was really to that degree. You know, you're nervous on the throws, just him just catching it, you mm-hmm. know. So I'm not talking about picking it, just not getting hit in the face with the ball. So less of that. Put Dominic Smith over at first. Pete, go hit 50 homers. That's what the crowd's coming to see. Yeah. So, or currently, they have J.D. Davis at third base. He can't field either. So, okay, J.D., let's just get you off the field. Let Jonathan VR play third or someone else who can actually catch a ground ball. Mm-hmm. You just hit. That's your skill set. That's fine. So... It gives me more lineup flexibility. Also, it gives your regulars more days you can kind of rotate them Rotation, through. yeah. So, like, again, yeah, as a Dodger fan, that gives me more, you know, okay. Justin Turner gives more days off. Sneak Turner in there or sneak Will Smith in there an extra day. Yep. Say, okay, Barnes, you're behind the plate. We're going to risk. We're going to push it. I know they only got two catchers, but we're going to try it today. Mm-hmm. Hey, Will, you're, you're the DH today. You know, give him some more at-bats. So, things like that gives you those options. Do you think it takes away from the tactical perspective of managing? It does, Yes. But again, to I'm looking at it for a casual fan, not just me necessarily what I'm looking at, but mm-hmm. a casual fan. I d- I've never met a fan who went, oh, goody gumdrops, it's a double switch. Yeah. I've never, ever met a person, you know, who even really kind of knows that, kind of in a casual conversation, even knows what that is, you know. So to me, just leave the DH. It makes it easier. It's People can kind of understand it. I can build my roster accordingly. So now if I have guys who can hit, if I got Nelly Cruz, people pay to see him with yeah. the boomstick. They pay to see it. More Nelly. Keep Nelly around longer. 
okay, that's better for the game as a whole. So give me the DH all day. DH all day. Electronic strike zone. You're taking it. You mm-hmm. kind of sold me on it a little bit. I'm a little <laughs> more sold on it. My whole thing was a curveball, but you're right. It's a skill. If you can manage it and figure it out, mm-hmm. then plus for you. Right. Um, now to actually get into today's baseball and what's going on. Okay. Um, Dodgers, Padres. Are they the biggest rivalry in baseball now? The Are big, they even a rivalry? I will say, okay, yes, they are. it's a rivalry. Yes. I was going to say, I think it's getting close. It, no, it's a rivalry. Now, you could say, because, again, anybody, I mean, the Dodgers and Giants, that's your real That's rival. the real one, but. That's the real one. That's the one that gets Dodger fans motivated, interested. Mm-hmm. It's the Giants. Any Dodger fan, any self-respecting Dodger fan hates those people. Just period, full stop. It's the Giants. Boo, you're horrible. That's it. You don't want to see any of their players on their on your team. If the, the Giants acquired Buster Posey tomorrow, Dodger fans would have a time trying to adjust to having this individual on their team. I agree. The Dodgers have made plenty of trades with the Padres. That's where Yasmani Grandal came from. Matt Kent went the other way. Mm-hmm. They've made deals with them before. Dodger fans don't freak out about that. So it's a little different. But to me, the Giants are their true rival. But is there a rivalry? Yes, with the Padres, of course. You're competing for the same thing. They're your closest challenger. So, of course, that's your rivalry. Because to me, as I see it, you're going to have your ancient rivalries. That's why I would define it as like your Dodgers, Giants, Cubs, Cardinals, Red Sox, Yankees. Those are your ancient. That's just always going to be there. But then the other stuff comes and goes depending on like the different teams. So, right now, your hot rivalry is the Dodgers and the Padres because those are probably your two best teams in the National League. So, yes, it's a real rivalry. (laughs) Absolutely. I... So I was kind of talking about it, and I was like, I think part of our rivalry is I don't like you, you don't like me, let's go out and do this, right? I think that's part of it, right? If I like you and you like me, it's a competitive one, but it's not a heads-on, let's do this type of thing. Okay. I I would say with the Giants, it's a little lackluster now. I think the guy that they didn't like isn't there anymore. Okay. Today's world, a lot of these guys hang out train together, whatnot. So I feel like a lot of that's diluted. That's where I was going to go. Red Sox. They they don't care about what happened 100 years ago. No, they don't care about Bucky Dent. They do not. (laughs) They don't care about A-Rod fighting Veritech. No, they don't care about Veritech and A-Rod or Don Zimmer. No, they could care less. Um, I think the most recent one was Ford trying to fight Joe Kelly. Right. And even then, it it was just he got hit. Right. And he got mad because he got hit earlier in the game. Exactly. So I feel like not 100% there yet. I think the Dodgers and Padres need to have more of a, like, we're in the playoffs. Padres knock us out. Next year, Dodgers knock them out. Or this, this, and that. To fully expand okay. on a 100% rivalry. Right now, we're just two teams that don't like each other. Okay. The Dodgers in the past five years, whatever it is, still lead the series. Well, the Dodgers a always billion win. to zero. Right, they always win. Exactly. <laughs> so I think it's on the way, mm-hmm. but it's not 100% there. Well, I would equate this to kind of uh, to a different sport, uh, college football, USC. You have the ancient rival with Notre Dame and your local rival with UCLA. Mm-hmm. So I would see it kind of like that. So you're, you're the Dodgers, your ancient rival is the Giants. Your more local rival now is the Padres. the Padres. And they're hot right now. They're the ones pushing you. Mm-hmm. So, yes, you're going to have a rivalry. And like what I saw this weekend was good because it was – I won't say it, it was competitive, obviously mm-hmm. – but also I liked the, 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 the tone of it and the spirit in which the games were played. The whole bit with uh, Trevor Bauer and Fernando Tatis going back and forth. You know, Bauer making swords out on the mound and Tatis covering his eye and then giving it to Conor McGregor across the plate. You know, that's all good. I mean, that to me is how it should be. It's, again, it's a game. It's a baseball game. We're not curing cancer out here. So, you know, let's not make it more than it is. We can compete and compete and play hard and all that. And... You know, that to me is the best version of baseball. You know, what we saw this weekend out of those two teams. I agree. Um, what do you kind of take from this weekend, though? Uh, Padres took three or four. Mm-hmm. Dodgers bullpen blew up yesterday. David uh, Price for two. Claims hamstring. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, Bruce Dark comes in. Yep. Short leash. Literally pitches at three guys and said, get out. Yeah, he was. I wasn't cutting it. <laughs> yeah, Victor Victor Gonzalez first pitch. Eric Hosmer base hit. Right, two runs. Yep. Uh, following inning, Jimmy Nelson comes out. Yep. I believe he walks one. Mm-hmm. Base hit. 
Yeah. Walks, base hits, and then a two-run score again mm-hmm. on another base hit. Right. Going to extra innings. You're, are you okay with the extra inning rule, by the way? Yes. Okay. Because okay, because what I, the reason I would say okay again what, what you're talking about with the Dodgers bullpen yesterday, and the reason I'm okay with the extra inning rule has to do with roster construction, mm-hmm. a larger macro level in terms of what a general manager would think about any field manager, general manager, any front office personnel, because and also to me as a fan, I would be good with the of the rule too, and the players like it. They're like, yeah, get us out of here. Mm-hmm. You haven't heard a player yet say. A current player. You get the old school guys. Yeah, you get all the old school guys chiming in on Twitter, but you don't hear the current guys going, "This is stupid," because combination of reasons. The reason I'm okay with it is one, I don't need to see somebody chewing up their bullpen because now, okay, so we play a game Sunday night. Well, the Dodgers got a game tonight against Cincinnati, mm-hmm. so we've blown through everybody, blew it all out last night. Now we got nobody for tonight, mm-hmm. and say, hey, you know, Urias, uh, we need another seven innings, uh, no runs, and can you do it? You know, he will say yes. Yeah, we, yeah, right. <laughs> he said, no problem. So, but that's what you start messing around with your bullpen, mm-hmm. and you can set your bullpen back for a week because of an extra inning game, an 18, 19 inning game. Also, as a fan, a casual fan, no fan is tuning in. Nobody wants to watch that. For 18, 19 inning. Nobody needs to see that. Mm-hmm. It's not helping grow the game. It's not doing anything. Um, also, just on a player side, on just the physical aspect of it, again, you're blowing through a lot of guys. Two, on the, the player acquisition side of it, you're probably going to send somebody down now. Which they did today, actually. Exactly. <laughs> um, Price went on the IL. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lux came off. Mm-hmm. Mitch White came up today. Mitchell White, mm-hmm. former like top five prospect right. for the Dodgers, back up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clevenger went down. Yep. There's roster moves made. Right, exactly. You start doing – extra inning games start causing a lot of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And so now if I'm a player, I'm potentially losing service time because now I got to get – I'm the guy who got set back down. Yep. Great. I'm going to the – like for this year, the alternate, alternate site. <laughs> well, AAA starts, I think, next week, right? Yeah, it's getting ready to start, yeah, coming okay. up in May. So you got those. Um, I just find it interesting. So I do my best to watch as much baseball as I can. Mm-hmm. We are on the West Coast. Yeah. All the games are going on during the damn day. <laughs> Some of us work. Um, so I don't always get to catch as much as I'd want to. Mm-hmm. But I've seen two games going to extra innings this year. And we're still going 12, 13 innings. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of wonder, is it the idea is not speeding it up? Or is it the field play, as in get the runner over, get the runner in? I think the managers in the big league level are still trying to figure it out. How do you want to manage the extra inning game? Because I've seen so many. I'm like, in my head, it's simple. Mm-hmm. Bunt the guy over, get, the, get him in. Bunt him over, sack fly. Whatever it might be, right? Infields in anything decently hard is probably through. Going through, yeah. So well, that's, hey, that's just so, where I question it. Yeah, no, I mean, again, there, there's been multiple opportunities. Again, I've seen quite a few of these, you know, extra inning games. Um, yeah, but you have the guy on second, so you say you bunt him to third. Okay, now here's our one out. All right, so now guess what's going to happen? Okay, I got a walk coming. Probably got another walk coming to load the bases. Mm-hmm. So now we're down to two more guys down your order, and. Also, with the way the game is played right now, with the strikeout rate, there's no guarantee you're going to get that sack fly. Yep. You're going to get, you know, that weak ground ball. It, mm-hmm. No, it could just be, okay, your guy comes up there with one Strike out, out. bases loaded, punches out, then you get another out, and innings over, you didn't score. So the managers are kind of going, we're almost better off just taking three shots at this thing mm-hmm. <laughs> just yeah. seeing if we can get the run in. I, I think it depends on your roster, right, mm-hmm. on what your hitters are. And just to kind of finish up what I was talking about, and then we'll jump back. Dodgers end up losing in the 12th. Yes. Um, <laughs> Run comes in, Tatis is that second, Tatis steals third. Steals third, yep. Then it goes base hit. You had Machado trailed, and then Hosmer drove in. Oh, Hosmer hit a deep fly to, to yeah. left center. Yep. Game. Yep. Even though we're at home, we couldn't get a run in. No. Whatever it might be. But it was a great series. We'll jump back into the Dodgers, Dodgers Padres series. By the way, series. before that, they had a chance to win, but you had your guy up there swinging at ball four. Exactly. Three two pitch that was not. Yeah, DJ so. Peters did not have a hell, uh, a good weekend. No. 0 for 5, <laughs> 4 Ks. Um, Glendora product. Gabe actually played against him. Mm-hmm. Um, talking about the extra innings, I think it depends on roster construction mm-hmm. and what you have. Yesterday, we watched it. Man on second. Corey's on second. Justin Turner, professional hitter. Mm-hmm. Up the middle to the right side. Yep. What do you do? Ground ball up the middle to the right side. Still doesn't knock them in, though. Nope. Following with Max Muncy mm-hmm. and Chris Taylor, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. We have four options right now. Strikeout. Actually, three. Strikeout, walk, home run. Yes. 
three outcomes. Those are those are three outcomes right now. So I think you're kind of right on it, where managers are still trying to figure it out. Because mm-hmm. even if you get them to third, and nothing's even guaranteed because no. we can't hit the ball anymore. No, if this was yeah baseball from let's say the '80s, even you know the kind of early '90s. Yeah, you would just say, okay, yeah, bunt them over, and then we'll get them in. Also, the defenses play for that stuff too. It is. Um, I, you know, like I understand it's difficult. I'm not gonna say I can hit a major league pitcher. If you give me a hundred tries, I think I get one hit. Okay. I'm not gonna lie to you. I think I get one. I do better than you think. You think so? Yeah. I appreciate that. Um, I think I could get, like I said, I think I can get one. But at the same time, I think my approach would be the thing. I'm just bat to ball. I don't need to get in the air. I don't need to do anything. Just let me put the ball in play would be my only goal. Mm-hmm. Ball's in play, you give me a shot. Right. Today's approach isn't that. Today's approach is ball in the air. Yeah, launch angle and all that. That's the thing. So right. I think that's really the real issue. I think... I think the managers have an idea, but the managers need to be able to communicate with their guys and say, look, I know this is what you do. This is how you get paid. But we also get paid to win ball games. Yep. You want to win the ball game? We got to go old school. I need you chopping down. I don't need you chopping up. Yeah, Swinging up. You could argue. Level plane or whatever you want to call it. Right. I know it's, it's not an easy thing to say, change your swing tonight. But I think there's a mindset where two-strike approach. Um, I know I do a lot. I haven't really seen you do it. Yeah, no, I don't. You, you, I'm, I'm Corey Seager on the team. I see the ball and just hit it. Exactly. Move on my day. <laughs> exactly. Um, we've alluded to it. We play baseball together on the right. weekends. Um, I have my two-strike approach. I widen my base out. Mm-hmm. My hands are choked up a lot, and I'm just focused ball to bat. Mm-hmm. If, it work, if it hits, if it's a base hit, great. If it's on the ground, I'll bust my butt, whatever it right. is. I think we need to kind of get maybe just a better approach. That will fix our extra inning dilemma of 12, 13 innings. Well, that would change a lot in the game. A lot of it is approach, and it's what gets received. To me, what large issue with the three true outcomes in baseball right now has to do with what players are rewarded for. So if I'm not from progressing through the minors because you know I'm striking out too much, guess what I'm going to stop doing? Stop striking out. <laughs> but that's not the case right now. Teams are willing to accept, let's say, on the major league level, they'll take 150, 200 strikeouts. If you're going to hit 30, 40 balls over the wall, they'll just put up with it. So if that guy all of a sudden is no longer in baseball or he's having a hard time finding a job, players will adjust. If all of a sudden a guy would say Justin Turner's approach becomes like your highest paid, get, got, uh, paid guys in the sport, then you'll start seeing other guys going, oh, I need to be the next Justin Turner. Okay, I don't need to be the next Aaron Judge because – that ain't getting signed. No, no. Turner is. I'm surprised it hasn't kind of moved a, a, a little bit on the needle side where maybe find a balance, right? To me, the balance is Mookie Betts. The balance is Mike Trout's well, training okay. more towards the strikeouts. but Okay, I would argue this, though. Don't use the stars. Don't use Betts. That, that'd be the hard Don't part, use right? Trout. You but have to you, find you, you average You said guys. the guys that get paid. Right. Those, the highest paid guys mm-hmm. are the balanced guys. They find right. a balance. Mookie Betts is under your six foot. Doesn't right. weigh more than 180 right. wet. If he can find a balance of power and But he's contact. gifted. He's a he's a great player. He's Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, he's at the rate he's going, he's inner circle Hall of Famer. Just keep doing what he's doing. Do what you do, yeah. So he's hard. But, I mean, again, just looking at. What about a Justin Turner? Right, that's what I said. Justin just Turner did. would be kind of be like that. Make that more of your model See, guy. your strikeout rate is rising, but I feel like he's in that ballpark. Seager, Seager's a good player. I mean, so ish. ish. I'm an ish on that yeah, balance. Yeah, in terms of finding the balance. Yeah, he's a good, he's a good hitter. So he's and also his bat path. He's more able to do it because mm-hmm. he has a more flat, uh, one plane sort of swing, and he still generates enough power. Yeah, but he's not really trying to lift the ball as you see with like a Turner or Chris Taylor in your yeah, order, oh, or Muncy, you know. Guys like that, the guys who've made a lot of those radical swing changes with you know, Van Skoyak and those guys. Uh, Seeger still is kind of more of an old school level. I mean, you can see his brother swings kind of the same way. Yeah. So you can tell this is something they learned back in North Carolina when they were kids. Mm-hmm. Well, so. I look at it like, correct me if I'm mistaken, if I'm not, Jeff McNeil's similar, right? He is. He's a, he, okay, Jeff McNeil's an old school back to ball guy. That is exactly what he is. And he's going to hit 340, maybe 15 bombs, 20 bombs. 340, that's your Tony Gwynn at that point. That's I'm pushing. sorry, not 340. but He's, he's a 300 hitter potentially. 300 yes. hitter, maybe 15, 15 bombs. 15 homers, 15 yes. to 20 bombs. Right. Out of the 
maybe the two spot. He's not leading off, right? No, no, no. He maybe in that. He doesn't spot. walk. He just swings. Yeah, he just swings. That's his. That's him not finding his balance of learning. Right. That's, to walk, but yeah, he that that's what I'm saying. Go get more to that model. If all of a sudden there's room in the game for that guy, then that, yeah, I, I I understand now. I I get your point. You need to find those. Not all stars, but players who stick around. Mm-hmm. Get, is that right. fair enough? Yes. Starting players that stick around in mm-hmm. the big leagues 10-plus years. Right. You don't really find out. I look at oh, shortstop for the Angels, Iglesias. Yes. Kind of bat to ball with a little bit pop. I must say he has a little more pop. Yeah, he has a little more pop. But, now, yeah, he's but not only hitting 40 homers. That ain't happening. In my head, like. Okay, or David Fletcher off the Angels. Oh, yeah, you got Fletcher. I got zero pop. I got zero pop. But, <laughs> like, like, but again, it's hard to say even when I was gro- mm-hmm. growing up, and it's not that long ago, Right. if you hit 20 home runs and hit 300, you were Mike Trout. Mm-hmm. You were Mookie Betts. <laughs> right. That's kind of where I come from. Mm-hmm. You got more 340, hit 10 home runs, and you're a superstar. Yeah. Give or take. Yeah. I'm hit 300, hit 20 bombs, you're the superstar. Okay. Now it's... Hit 250, but hit 40 home runs, and you're the superstar. Yes, the game's evolving, but also you have to factor in on that the uh, pitchers, the level of pitching. Because now every team has some rando throwing 100 miles an hour coming out of the bullpen. So bat to ball isn't as easy as it used to be back when I was coming up, which is, you know, again, even before you, there were guys throwing in like the mid 80s in the big leagues. Mm-hmm. If you go look at old, some video of John Tudor. Or Jimmy Key in the 90s, he's got some lefties up there throwing absolutely nothing. Uh, Charlie Lee Brandt and people like that. It's like this stuff would barely pass for a high school pitcher these days. Mm-hmm. And these guys are 15-plus years in the big leagues. You want to go see, you know, um, Terry Mulholland or some of these guys, you know. So I think that's what's changed also. So if I'm Tony Gwynn and I got, you know, Jimmy Key on the mound, okay, Jimmy's going to be 86, maybe top out at 88. Mm-hmm. Okay, I can go to the five point five hole and just slap it the other way because I can hit the ball. Yeah. Now, if I say no, that guy now his name is Amir Garrett, and he throws in the mid to upper nineties. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, that's a whole other situation. And I'm just trying to hit the ball. Yeah, his now. off speed is ninety. <laughs> right, the ninety mile ninety one ninety two slider yeah. or whatever it is breaking. Right, that nasty. changes the whole situation. So it also changes the approach. That makes sense. I'm not gonna say I haven't thought about it and broke it down, mm-hmm. but I think that's a great way to kind of segment. I don't want to say to the casuals because okay. I don't want to demean anybody, but to baseball fans in general, that like put the ball in play. I come from an old school. Yeah, you don't think about dude's throwing gas. Right, his off speed is gas. Mm-hmm. I literally have maybe one shot to put the ball in play. Mm-hmm. My best shot is to put it over the fence. Right, right. If I swing out of my butt every time, it's gonna happen eventually. Even if I didn't, I'm probably not hitting the ball anyways. Right. So it makes more sense, and I think you did a great breakdown on that, on why maybe we have these approaches now. Yeah. And I think you maybe you found an article topic. I guess. Okay. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> um, I know we – I told you we were going to stray off a lot. I told oh, you. Fine. I fine. know. Um, kind of back to that Padres-Dodgers. We never even got to what's the takeaway. What is the takeaway from this series? Is it – Um, I think they're in two different places. I think for me personally, I think the Dodgers, they can take away one thing similar is they both know, okay, we can play with those guys. Mm -hmm. The Padres know that now. Little brother knows he can hang with big big brother now. I mean, Jaden's not there yet, right? Not yet. So, you know, they they know now they can hang with, you know, big brother. But the Dodgers also know they're still the Dodgers. The Padres haven't done anything, haven't won anything. And until they do, there's just still going to be the Padres. Mm -hmm. So... That's one of the things I know I had texted you guys about being somewhat pessimistic on the Padres' chances this year because you guys were like, oh, the Padres, the Padres, the Padres. I'm like, yeah, they're good, but they're also really thin. So we're talking about the Padres in April. You come back in August. They might not be the they, same Padres. All of a sudden, the Dodgers are 12 games ahead of them just cruising along, going about their business. Still subbing everybody. Everybody right. gets a rest day every other day. Right. Then it's a whole other situation. So. That's one of the things where, again, it's in April. You know, I don't think Ryan Weathers is going to be out here just, you know, just shutting guys down no. when all of a sudden he's throwing 100 innings in the big leagues and he hasn't done this before. And people have adjusted. People have adjusted. The They've seen him and all that stuff. People have seen Urias. People have seen May. You know, people have seen Gonsolin in terms of the Dodgers' younger starters. Yeah. They've seen him. 
Kershaw's Kershaw, Bueller's Bueller, Bauer's Bauer. These guys are workhorses. You can say, okay, well, we're getting 150, 180, 200 plus innings on all those guys. you know what you're guys. getting. You know it's going to be quality work. You know, so that's where I think the difference is. Who on the Padres can you reliably say other than Darvish? Okay, that guy's going to give me 180 to 200 innings. I was even surprised with so far with Snell's um, numbers. A guy, usually when you move over to another league, the guys haven't seen you. Mm-hmm. You have at least the first crack at him. Mm-hmm. If you're dominant, you should dominate the game, mm-hmm. give or take, right? Everybody's got video. But yeah. it's a whole other whole other thing to watch it. To see it in person. And to right. see, God damn, that two-seamer just ran four inches off the plate. Right. How the hell did that happen, right? right? You see it. Oh, it's going to go off the plate. Don't worry about it. Right. See it? Another thing. So I'm really surprised that he's struggling coming to the National League. Uh, no, I'm not. <laughs> what? This is the same guy because I'm actually a Snell fan. I, I want the guy to yeah. do good. Okay. <laughs> and so I've been watching the guy back since before he won the Cy Young in Tampa. Mm-hmm. I've always liked his stuff. The problem he has is a similar problem that you Darvish has that, you know, I could arg- argue Shohei Otani has. Uh-huh. They nibble. They don't just kind of trust their stuff and attack the attack. zone. Yes. They just kind of, they're trying to work and work, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden your pitch count's all jacked up. He's wondering why he can't go past six innings or yeah. even get to the six. It's because, dude, stop nibbling. So, like, so for all the the, the yeah. casual baseball fans who are all up in arms about his World Series start, why they take him out? Because they take him out all the time because this is what he does. <laughs> he doesn't go deep ever. As the next year on the Padres, whole other organization, same it's thing. the same thing because he nibbles. I've heard the – I can't remember a former catcher of um, Darvish, Darvish's kind of came out and be like, the dude stuff is probably the best in the league, mm-hmm. but he's scared. Yeah, he, he doesn't have the way. confidence right. to just say, here's my fastball, can you hit it? Yeah, that reminds here's me – Here's the cutter, can right. you hit it? That reminds me of the series the start he had in San Diego with uh, Kershaw. Remember when he walked him? You're raising Kershaw. At this point, is can you hit me? Yeah, the it should be – no. That shouldn't be a bunch of slider, slider, slider to end up walking a guy on a 3-2 slider. Mm-hmm. It's a pitcher hitting. It shouldn't be <laughs> difficult. Yeah, I agree. So but that's the, his mentality in terms of how he's trying to avoid bats instead of, yeah, here it is, hit it. I'm going to make you hit. I'm going to make you hit. You know, if you don't if you don't hit it, it's a strike. I'm not trying to avoid your bat. I don't, mm-hmm. I'm not worried about that. Let me go to your guy, uh, Mr. DeGrom. Yes. Probably the best pitcher in the world now. Right now, for this, for April 2021, yes. I wouldn't even say last year. Maybe I... He was good last year. He's been good the last, I mean, you know, four or five years. Basically, since he's been in the big league, he's been good. But this is like another level right yeah. now, because this is what I was just talking about. Because, again, I mean, I know you guys don't get to see him a lot. But this here. is, here's my stuff, hit my stuff. What he's doing now, yes. That's, especially these last about three, four starts. Mm-hmm. The Colorado start, the Miami start before that. And the start last weekend uh, with the Nationals, you know, where he's getting 14 strikeouts a game. He's not really trying to trick guys. It's 100 miles an hour, 99 miles an hour. It's on the black, inside, outside, up, down. Yes, he throws a slider. Yes, he throws a changeup. But he really doesn't throw him that often mm-hmm. because he's like, you can't do anything with my fastball. I'm locating it, and here it is. You're just going to have to try to hit it. He's the opposite of what's going on with Snell. Yeah, it's kind of crazy know. what happens when you throw strikes, huh? Yeah, right. There's no <laughs> walks going on. And, yeah, he's just basically shoving it down people's throats, which is something Darvish could do, should do, which, you know, to go back to your Dodgers, that's what I want to see the next kind of – I can see it happening with uh, May. May. I think May's figuring out my stuff is nasty. Right. My stuff is really nasty. Try to hit it. Last year, to me, he, he relied too, too much on the sinker fastball, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like he needed to get the off speed in there because mm-hmm. – at some point, guys can time you 99. Mm-hmm. These guys are big league hitters. Right. You're 99. Yeah, it's good. But I'm going to figure it out. If you don't start throwing that other stuff to, is he going to throw the slider? Mm-hmm. Is he going to throw the curveball? What's going to happen? It's easy to hit her. It's a lot easier to hit. But now he's yeah. doing it. And this dude went from last year, lowest whiff rate, mm-hmm. to he's getting 8-9 to start. Right. He's starting to say, here's my stuff. Yeah, if you can. The, the path I see May on, I hate taking it back to the bets. That's not what I'm trying to That's do. That's fine. Here. That's fine. It I'm works. It works. I, I watch other teams. I watch them all. But um, he reminds me a little bit. He's on the same kind of development path as a Noah Syndergaard. Similar guy. Both big Texas right-handers. Throw real hard with a lot of movement. And it's starting to figure out, okay, this is how I need to get this to play. Because Syndergaard had the same problem. Same kind of thing. Throwing like 100 miles an hour. A lot of movement on a two-seamer and all that. 
he finally said, okay, I, I need to start, you know, again, working both sides of the plate. I think that's also been part of what amazed problems with a lot of the movement. Mm-hmm. He has a hard time keeping the ball away on right-handers or in on left-handers, that side of the plate. So me as a hitter, I can just look middle in if I'm right-handed because that's where the ball is likely mm-hmm. to go or just look middle away because that's where it's likely to go. And so, again, it's hard to hit. So that's why everybody's not just teeing off on the guy. Mm-hmm. I think that's what was contributing a lot to his lower strikeout rate. I think so, too. I, it's funny you say that because I'm thinking now of the strikeout yesterday, Manny Machado. Um, you're talking about middle in. I know the ball's going to end up here. I'm going to kill it, right? And the ball just was yesterday. Mm-hmm. I watched an overlay. Mm-hmm. His sinker went this way. Curveball coming out of the same slot went right. the other way, and he has zero chance. Right. Zero chance of hitting it at all. And he takes it, just a tip, and you move forward. Right. Um, I know that's our Dodgers. Um, you said something about DeGrom mm-hmm. only being – Maybe the best pitcher of the past year. Well, right now, I, we, I, would, I would say, you know. I'm sure you caught it. kind of talked with Maddie about it, about who was the best pitcher over the past five years. I told him, I think we had a Cy Young conversation. Okay. And I said, I think Kershaw can still do it. If you look at his numbers, numbers are still there. Okay, so it's not as dominant. So tw- since 2016 or 2015, we call it the last five completed seasons. We're taking in this partial. You can take it the partial. I had okay. the partials, too. All right. So, because so, I was saying Kershaw had it. It was Kershaw's. Yeah. Oh, It yeah. was just Kershaw's mantle, yeah, was, and yeah. everybody was underneath. And <laughs> right. then Scherzer was like, Right. I think I can get you. And yeah. I, to me, at least for a little bit, before, I know the Scherzer hype was super high. Mm-hmm. I still saw Kershaw was a pitcher. Scherzer was a thrower. That's right. how I saw it for a little bit. And then Scherzer said, I could pitch, too. We leveled up. Right. Kershaw said, my velocity is dipping. I'm struggling because I'm still throwing the same way I had when I had velocity. So I had him dipping to two. Scherzer goes up. And then DeGrom looked at him and said, I can do both of those. I can throw from a velocity and I can pitch. Poof. <laughs> he tied Scherzer for a little bit to me. Mm-hmm. Tied it for a year. Okay. And then just, now I'm the top dog. Okay. So that's how I viewed it. What is your view on it? Uh, we're going five years. Because I, like, I would say like a Garrett Cole, he hasn't been all five years you go back to Pittsburgh, Garrett Cole, that's a whole other situation there. So, you know, the Houston, you know, pixie dust got on him and he became a different guy. So I would say you're going to go get your last five years consistently. I would say, yeah, you'd almost have to say it's DeGrom at this point because it's, yeah, he's taken it, kicked into another gear and he was already a two-time Cy Young award mm-hmm. winner, rookie of the year. So it's not like he just got good. He's been good the whole time. And now he's taking it even up another level. I agree. I was trying to think back um, before those five years, maybe a little deeper. Mm-hmm. Who held the mantle? It was well. It was previous to that. It was Kershaw. If you're going no, back to, to before Kershaw, and I started okay. thinking, I'm like, remember that little guy, the freak, Tim Lincecum? Yeah, Lincecum? I think yeah. Lincecum had it, and then yeah, he had it. Kershaw kind of caught him, and then mm-hmm. Roy Halladay was there. Cliff Lee was there. Yeah, you had Cliff Lee. You had Halladay. Um, Roy Oswalt was kind of there. Oswalt was good, but he was never. He was hit or miss. Cole Hamels, top top. To me, was Hamill a good, was good one, but not top top. And then I was like. I feel like we had so much dominant pitching. And I can't think who else was there at that time. Let me think back. I'm trying to think You're of thinking a dominant. Like maybe like 08, 09. Yeah, I'm 10. trying to go back, back a little bit in the time machine, you know, because remember with me, you, know, you can trust me. I, I know with you it's going to go way Yeah, back. it goes. <laughs> we're all going, that was last year. And you're like, no, dude, that was like eight years ago. Yeah. Okay. Because um, I'm going, okay. I was trying to think. I couldn't get anything. truly dominant, you just, okay, he's pitching today. You're not going to win. I mean, Halliday had it, I think, for a while. And that's why he was, you know, they got him in the Hall of Fame so quick. Mm-hmm. I mean, you want to go back even until towards the end, because that you're talking to the 2010s, 8s. And Kane was up there a little bit he before, was good. before his fall off. Uh, he was good, had not great. I mean, a young Jared Weaver, maybe. No, no. You don't think Weaver was ever good? He was good. He was never locked down. Never. Okay, okay. No, good for the uh, Angels. Good number one starter, but never your lockdown guy. So going back in the time machine, I mean, you had. Your Johan Santana's, Yo- he had his moment. Again, I'm Johan was, I feel starting like, a with good, the amount, twins, good amount before. Twins, and then even if you move him on Mets, to the Mets. Mets was good. And then he, but he was your guy. Yeah. And until he threw the no-hitter and the shoulder went, then, you know, because that's basically what happened to him. He yeah. throws a no-hitter, 146 pitches. Uh, that's that. Yeah. <laughs> so, but he was a guy. It was, okay, he's pitching, it's not going to happen. Uh, even older Pedro was pretty good oh, with Pedro, the Oh, Pedro, that's, yeah, that's a Best whole other. Pedro was good. Yeah, he was good. When he was healthy. 
He was, he was okay, pretty he was good. good. Yeah, he, Pedro. I, he, he wasn't creme he of the wasn't, creme. He wasn't Red Sox Pedro by the time no, he was no, on no, the no. It was a different guy. No, it was a different guy. But, but he was still really good. Mm-hmm. Really, really good. You're front down, front time, front line, number one starter. Uh, again, you had back then, you still had the, you know, Andy Johnson, I think, might have still been around like when Pedro was messing around towards the end. That's old. Yankee Johnson or yeah, Giants old, old, Johnson. Old, yeah, old guy. But, I mean, we're talking truly dominant of the last – trying to think if I'm missing – somebody's out there, and I'm like, oh, of course, it's that guy. I'm trying that's, to think. Schilling was still around, I yeah, think. Schilling, but he was at the end. Yeah, he was towards the end. Because that's also – you have to think, you know, with these guys, because, again, your, your top-line starters only – to be that great, it's only a short period of time. There's guys I, who I think Jose year, Fernandez would have hit that point. Yes, I agree. I think Jose – even the two, three years we got of him, mm-hmm. he was still a top pitcher. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, I look elsewhere. I can't think of anybody. I think of the Texas Rangers teams that went to the World Series. No. They didn't that, have anybody. No. It that could lead one year. Yeah, it was but a bunch even of then, number three starters. And then you had CC, but even CC is not – yeah. New year, first year CC's pretty good, but after that, it's a little hit or miss. CC's a little bit, well, he's also a little bit underrated. People don't realize, like, kind of. Oh, I, have you watched his Grapefruit documentary? Yeah. Oh, I think it was great. Yeah. That was a great one. It really made me look back at it. I'm like, this guy was dominant. Right. He's he, kinda... he was real good. <laughs> right. I, I like when they show CC and AJ Burnett. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I look at Burnett sometimes. I'm like, why did they give this guy so much money? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, I, I know New York likes to be flashy, but. Uh, different era because they were looking at different things back mm-hmm. then. Yeah, I'm like, this one doesn't make no sense to me. Maybe he had stuff, but even then he wasn't that great in New York. No. He, Maybe the he, first year was okay. One year I know he was okay. He kind of figured it out. He kind of grew into it a bit. Like, okay, this is the market. This is what they expect. I just kind of got to pitch and don't let the other noise uh, get to you. Because that's what happens with a lot of guys. With, you know, They go to the Yankees and the noise kind of bothers them. Well, that brings me to my next topic here. Um, just because of time – uh, issues. We're gonna go ahead and skip one of my favorite players of okay. Bryce Harper back in MVP form. Uh-huh. Uh, he looks like 2015 Bryce. I think yes. he can replicate it. But we'll move past that. You're talking about people who maybe struggle when they hit a big market. Mm-hmm. Like you come from that little market and you get somewhere and it's just a whole other world. Yeah. I look at the shortstop for the New York Mets right now. Lindor. Francisco Lindor. I love Lindor, personally. I think he's a great player. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if the market is getting to him because you look at his um, his slash line right now, and it's not pretty. No. It's about, like, two-something right now. I think it was, like, 215 last time I looked. Yeah, I watch him every night. It, it, and it's, it's not, not pretty. <laughs> and it, do you, I, I think the defense has been off a little bit, too. I know I saw – He's wild throw the other day. Okay, I'll say this much. With the defense, like, it's been adequate. It's been, you know, he's better think he's than what it was before. Better than what the Mets had before. Exactly. Yeah, it's better Rosario than Rosario and Jimenez. Yeah, it's better than either one of those guys. Is he winning a gold glove based on what he's doing right now? No. Uh, do I think he'll hit? Yes. Because what's going on with him, it's the whole entire Mets offense is hitting. But back to your original point, you're asking about Lindor. I would say I don't think it's so much the market. I do think that – there hasn't been like that flow. They, that whole team has been messed because of the games. You had a whole series. Well, you had COVID. This, you had a COVID whole COVID that. series. You had some rain outs, a snow out. Just can you just get them a couple weeks of just playing on a regular schedule? And I think he'll pick it up. And I think, you know, again, he'll adjust to the market. And he'll be able to make plays. I don't see him becoming, you know, just going into a shell and just they got to get him out of town. You know, said, okay, we'll eat some money. You take him because he can't hack it in New York. I don't see that happening. I think he's too talented for that to happen. I'm just really surprised because I felt like his personality yeah. was going to just match it. Well, that's why, that's why I think he'll work in New York. And because as it moves forward, because, again, the, even as raggedy as they're looking, the Mets are technically in first place. All yeah. nine and eight, but nine they, and eight. they are. So if anyone wanted to say, well, they're not doing anything, well, what place are they in? That's the object, right, is to win mm-hmm. the game, not – what it looks like. I mean, the Oakland A's have been, you know, had won what, 13 in a row. And they, if you look at their run differential, like, they're not good. Yep. But there they were. But <laughs> they are. Exactly. <laughs> um, so I kind of had the question, are the Mets real? I believe I had them winning the division. If I'm not okay. mistaken. I had them winning the division. Not by much. Mm-hmm. But I had them winning the division because I feel like what, Mets like to do Met things. Uh, and it seems like they're in a Met thing right now. Um, DeGrom, obviously, like we said, best pitch in the world. Yeah. You have Lindor McNeil off to a slow start. 
Conforto oh, too. Conforto too. Those are your catalogs. Lonzo. Right there. <laughs> I saw Lonzo's. It, it was. He's hitting homers, but he's not doing much else. It was about two sixty. That's yeah. about his ceiling yeah. to me. That's his okay. ceiling, right? Um, you tell me if I'm wrong, but you got Nimmo mm-hmm. hitting three seventy. Mm-hmm. JD Davis can't field, but he's nope. hitting four fourteen. Yeah. <laughs> um, Edwin Diaz is looking a little bit better. I'm not sold. Um, for me, the whip is a little high. He's it's at always going to be high. So he's a one thirteen. It's not. His crazy. whip is because he's he's if you watch him he's not it's always going to be high he's always going to have base. I runners. think it was nine strikeouts at three walks, mm-hmm. uh, but he's two for two on save opportunities. The two twenty five ERA, it's fine with me. Like yeah. I said, when I when I look at closers, I look at the whip. That's what matters to me. Mm-hmm. I, I could care yeah. less about the ERA. You had one blow up, and it's right. hard for you. Yeah, the you traffic. Does you have constantly? Is an easy exactly. one? Exactly. Is it? Right. Are you closing it, right. or is the door open and you're like, <laughs> and you barely get the door closed? Right. Right. Um. I feel like he's uh, right now, but mm-hmm. he's almost. Hopefully, he gets back to Seattle, Seattle version. It's coming. It's closer. He's closer to it now. I think if he just continues doing what he's doing, then the Mets are basically not going to be up in arms when Jared Kelnick gets called up in the next month. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be like, "Man, we could have had that guy." <laughs> yeah, I don't think I it'll be as bad. I think if in a weird sort of way, the fact that Robinson Cano got a steroid suspension actually helps us because you only see. Diaz. You only yeah. see Diaz. You don't have to see Robinson <laughs> Cano right now. Grounding out, you know, three times a night. And, and like, not okay, even running out. Not running out. And you just go, okay, that's what we gave up to get this. Yeah. So, but again, are they for real? I do think they're for real. And I also think this is where new ownership helps. Because now you've gone from some of the most fiscally kind of irresponsible owners in the league to now the wealthiest owner, mm-hmm. who's actually a Met fan, first and foremost. That's what I like. He is a baseball fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I think I've said it, but it kind of reminds me of like a Mark Cuban. Yeah, Got a lot of money, but you're a fan of the game. Right, he's a fan you of the wanna team. You want to win. Like it's yes. not just an investment for you. It's not. No, I don't care what's going on there. Maybe I'll catch a game as a sh- to schmooze some yeah. investment no. person, no, no. and <laughs> I'm collecting my check. Oh no, no, it's like I'm here at City Field. I'm excited to be here. I want improvements. I want to see them lift the trophy. Right. Not just because it's going to bring me a crap load of money, but because it makes me happy. Yeah, Uncle Stevie wants to see the Mets win. That's what he's about. Hence the Lindor extension, you know. Now they're looking at talking they're talking to Conforto. They started talking to Syndergaard. They're seeing what they can do. Try to keep guys around because he wants the team to win. As he said, he has a job. This isn't the place where he makes his money. No, <laughs> so no. This is his hobby. <laughs> I just feel like he's gotten into a tough situation because I believe there's now four instances. Yeah, their front where... office, their office culture – the, there's a lot of issues going on issues. with employees and yeah. sexual harassment, whatever it might be. Yeah, and this is, again, I'm a lifelong Met fan, but I do think Alderson might have to go here because mm-hmm. it's been too many things, and you're the team president, so ultimately you it oversee the, the culture. It's, you're responsible for I it. I agree. And Cohen's too new, so you can't say you were here, you knew about it. No, because when he found out about Jared Porter, the GM, what happened? He got fired. Got out. So now you got you know more stuff coming up and can't be okay, Sandy. You can't be over this stuff because you presided over this culture. We might need to make a change here. Because again, again, I know Sandy does a lot in terms of the business side of it. Mm-hmm. That's something that fans don't see. And he, he's really good on the business. He can do both sides of the house, not just the baseball side, but he can actually run the business side too. That's what makes him such a valuable executive. But here you might have to say, yeah, but the culture's too toxic. We're trying to make it a new, a new day, a new situation. You just gotta, we're gonna clean house here. I agree. I think you're onto it. Um, hopefully, they get the issue figured out, get the right guy in place. Well, I see it because they have the independent investigation going on right now. That's part of it. That's the first. They've step, been brought right? in somebody from the outside, unlike whatever's going on with the Angels down there with the uh, good old Callaway, the former Met manager. Yeah, no, I don't know. <laughs> Angels got a lot of issues. I think the Angels are. I think I could do a whole episode on what's wrong with the Angels. Uh, maybe not today, but yeah, I, I really want to see the Mets do well because big market team. Yeah, I I like the Mets even though they knocked out the Dodgers at this point. But I like the Mets when they had. I love David Wright. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge David Wright guy. I love Carlos Beltran pre Astros. <laughs> um, I I really bought into that that kind of team, mm-hmm. and like I said, I went to City Field. I went to Shea Stadium. I kind of got engulfed in New York baseball because yep. I follow the Yankees a lot now. Mm-hmm. And that's literally for me walking into Yankee stadium that one day with my grandpa. Right. Like, is it my go-to team? No. But right. do I want to see him do well? Yeah. Cause it brings good memories and stuff for right. me. So I really hope 
they figure it out, mm-hmm. and they're in the playoffs, and we get a series New York, L.A. again. Okay. Because I think we've always had some good series together. Yeah, no, it's to be like you know, say the twenty was that twenty fifteen? Yeah, the yeah, year you guys went to the World Series. Right, I was trying to think. Okay, Syndergaard and Degrom are our fresh faces, and yeah, that was uh, Degrom. Punch everybody out. Uh, yeah, that was his uh, rookie year. Yeah, first full year. And then you had Syndergaard come up later, and then yeah. they're just let me throw you a hundred, and you're not going to hit it. And I was losing my mind. I was like, come on! <laughs> and uh, you have that, yeah. and you have Daniel Murphy. Yeah, Murphy was Murphy, yeah. and yeah. And there was Chase Utley, and uh, that happened in that series, too. I was there. <laughs> As was I. <laughs> I was there. I saw nothing wrong with it, and I'm going to stick to it. I was heated when it happened because I was directly behind home plate. Oh. And I'm looking at the angle. I'm like, what is No. <laughs> I was at first. I was on the first base side, so I had, like, it's hard to say, but first base with, like, maybe five rows over yeah. to my left. Mm-hmm. or what, Not five rows. I get maybe, you. like, a section over, yeah. and I'm one section to the right of the first base. So I mm-hmm. see him, like. What are we complaining about? Do is doing a pirouette at second. Yeah. Learn to protect yourself at second. Right. I actually hate the Chase Utley rule. I hate the Buster Posey rule. <laughs> I understand it's for the safety, but. Yeah, it's the safety of your guys. It's just, I've seen a lot of people, like, I think Dustin Pedroia is a big advocate for it. Mm-hmm. Do your job, learn the footwork. Yes. Learn the skill. Oh, I get it. I, I think there's a certain point where I'm not saying you need to have a stud up or you need to be move on and take out, like, oh, shoulder down. Yeah. Knock, I'm not saying that, but. I'm okay with a hard slide to break up the play. I'm okay with a hard slide as long as it's like a real kind of a baseball play. If I'm just going, okay, to go super old school, you'll look at this on your phone after I get done. Mm-hmm. You go look at some old Hal McRae video of him back in the old, way back in the day, mm-hmm. him taking out fielders. It was something else. It wasn't baseball. Yeah, I don't think you should go <laughs> five feet off the base to the right. The guy's right, that, out of the that's way. That's what I'm getting at. I'm not yeah. saying you should do that. If the guy's in the vicinity... Right. Other base, mm-hmm. fair game, late slide or whatever it might be. Well, that's where it gets dicey because the slides get late. And also, again. But it's yeah. your job to get out the way. That's, yes. my, my, that's my take on it. Yes, but again, as a player, I get it. And as a player, that's what I would expect as a player. If mm-hmm. I'm a player, just solely thinking as a player, yes. But as a fan or as an owner, it not sucks. so, not yeah, so it much. I don't need one. to see my second base or my shortstop or my catcher using the Buster Posey rule, getting injured mm-hmm. on account of something like that. Now, my season's ruined, you know, on that on account of that play. Yeah. Again, as a front office, now we're paying player X, you know, $20, $30 million. Well, yeah, it's an insurance claim. We get the disability insurance. So I'm not going to get too far into those weeds, but that affects that. So, again, just the fan-going experience, I want to see my guys play, not he got hurt on something that we could legislate out of the game, you know. So – that's where I'm okay with, the, again, the rules to protect the, the different fielders. So your Posey rule or your Utley rule at second base, I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. Same thing about, you know, throwing at guys, same kind of thing. Uh, I've really gone away from it. <laughs> and, you know, like I said, growing up, it was a thing. Mm-hmm. I saw nothing wrong with it. It was just right. you're governing the game within each other, right? Yes. But now I look at it I'm like, as a pitcher, if you're doing it because somebody showboated, Mm-hmm. You're soft mentally. Yes. To me, you're soft mentally. Yes. I love Bowers. I do agree with Bauer on that particular point. Yeah, like, I, I know Bowers had some issues. <laughs> but I would say that particular yeah, one being um, very terrible. Yeah, but, like, hitting a baseball is difficult. Mm-hmm. If you do it, I, I could yeah. care less. Good job. Yeah. And uh, same thing, if I strike you out and I'm yelling in my glove and pumping my fist and throwing my hat and throwing my glove, hey. bruised our style. Hey. Tick for tack, right? Yeah. Like, same thing. It's the you exact me, same way. I got you. Hey. <laughs> oh, it's over. Yeah. Next time, try to one-up me. Yeah. I'm fine with that. Right. That 100% fine. Mm-hmm. The only time I wanted maybe a little bit of payback of governing themselves mm-hmm. is 2020. Mm-hmm. I was expecting a lot of Astros to get hit, and they kind of failed me. That's because baseball protected MLB yeah. protecting the <laughs> guys. You're not throwing at them, whatever you do. Yeah. Screw you. It's your fault. Yeah. To me, it's MLB's. It's MLB's fault, why this whole issue is what it is. Mm -hmm. I honestly think, I know we got to get going, but I honestly think, had you said, all right, Astros, we're going to strip you for one. Okay. And X players, yeah, you're just going to miss a season. It it, it would suck, obviously, for the fan base. Mm -hmm. The owner is going to lose a crap load of money. Mm -hmm. But but I'll get to why I think it should be okay. I think players would be like, we're fine. You take care of it. You did your job. As for the owner, you're losing money. 
Think about all that playoff money you just made. Right. Think about all the money you made because you're winning ball games. Mm-hmm. So screw you and your money right there because you already made it on the front side. Yeah. We're going to even it out on the back side. Mm-hmm. And I don't think AJ Hinch should have been the guy to go. Okay. I think he's partially responsible. But if it, the statements are true where he said, yo, we got to cut this crap out, and everybody said, no, screw you, mm-hmm. I can live with that. I can live with AJ Hinch a little bit more. Okay. But on the whole thing, that's where I thought it was really going to happen. Okay. I... And maybe I'm a little jaded because it hurt me the most. Yeah, because you're a Dodger fan. And, again, I, I, I can feel your Dodgers pain. Again, I watched it. I remember when it was happening. And because I knew that, you know, they had stuff, like, on Darvish, you know, before he even got there. Yeah. <laughs> so, so seeing him, you know, getting hit around the World Series, it's like, okay. And also, I mean, again, just not to, I'll get back to your Astros. As a dot from the Dodger perspective, you know, cheating aside – uh, you had opportunities in the series just to handle it anyway. And we didn't, yes. Well, the one that drives <laughs> so. me crazy is the Kershaw game. Right, that's all I was about to say. Clayton Kershaw. Game five's game. <laughs> the thing is, how do you throw, I think they did a number 40 breaking balls. Yeah. Not one swing. Right. That's where I question it. Yeah. If they, you're, if you, even if he's not on his game, that's Clayton Kershaw, and you're going to respect right, the curveball right. or the slider. Right, you're going to have some swings and misses, yeah. or they're going to be off on the pitch. Whatever and, yeah. it might be. That's where I... That game mm-hmm. is semi-defining to me. Because mm-hmm. if that game goes, Dodgers are up 7-0, mm-hmm. com- or 7-2, whatever it might be. Right. And Kershaw has a decent game because he's getting to pitch without mm-hmm. people knowing his things. If he okay. if he blows it on himself, he blows it on himself. Okay. <laughs> but because there's a camera there, I choose to believe it wasn't 100% Kershaw blew the game. Okay. And I, is that the big one that you were going to go for? Well, I was going well, to say, you had the Kershaw game, but Jansen blew a couple saves, too. <laughs> well, the Jansen one in game two, I was I remember yeah. it. I was at school, and I was watching. I'm like, what the hell? I also remember it being 100 degrees at night. Yeah, it was And a, a ball night. should not be. No. That thing looked routine. It just traveled and traveled. I'm like, what the hell? I've It was the weakest home run I've ever seen hit. Yeah. Not from a standpoint it was a weak home run, right. but like the con, bat-to-ball ratio, yeah. contact, whatever rate you want to call it. It wasn't as strong as it needed to be to get that ball. Yeah, out. your exit velo wasn't quite what you Your exit to be. velo was 70. That ball should not be out of the freaking yard. Uh, but, but I know th- I know there's opportunities. Yeah. So and Darvish pitched at home. Yeah, that was going to say the Jansen game, the Darvish game, those are in LA. Those, those are in LA. That's, that's fair. <laughs> I'll give you those. But, but back to the, the punishment for the Astros, I would say what you recommended, that would have been fair punishment. However, the other side you have to weigh it against, though, is without giving the players immunity. You don't find out what happens. They just don't tell you anything. Well, here's where I think that's questionable. You already had mm-hmm. Mike Friars come out and said mm-hmm. something, right? Mm-hmm. And not only that, apparently there was already talks amongst the teams. We know this is going yeah, you on. Know what's going on? We've right. told MLB this yeah. is going on, and MLB said, I, "I don't see it, guys. I don't see it." That's where yes, I don't think you need immunity. But you have to think about it this way, though, because other clubs are doing similar stuff. Red so, Sox. I just said other clubs because, again, there's been allegations of your boys in blue also. I never saw it. <laughs> <laughs> the Yankees and the Apple Watch, too. Yeah, the Yankees with the Apple Watch. So there's been allegations of other teams. So if I'm a league, do I want to start opening up that can of worms and start really looking at everybody? Mm-hmm. If everybody's common knowledge, you know, getting passed around the league, hey, look out, yeah. then it becomes very difficult at that point. So you're better off just saying, okay, we're going to try to keep this to the Astros. And if you again, if you say tell the players, tell us what you know, and you're still at some sort of jeopardy or suspension, well, I'm not going to tell you really well, anything. What I would have said is, either option A, you take this punishment. Mm-hmm. Option B, if I find out and you don't say nothing, you're going to get Pete Rose. That's difficult because well, I'm sorry, not Pete Rose, but you're going to get Shoeless Joe Jackson. Okay. Cheating in the World Series is cheating in the World Series, right? I know one is more, a little worse. A little different. Again, I had mentioned this before, but there's a union. Screw the union. I hate the union. I hate the baseball Uh, union There's a collective bargaining agreement, and there's grievance procedures, and again, I don't want to bore your folks. I mean, they made it this far if they haven't tuned out yet. (laughs) I know. I might have to cut this one into two. We'll see. Um, I get what you're going for. I understand the... So you have to it's go. That is easy. You have to go what will what the union will accept and what you can kind of get through legally through again because it's business. Mm-hmm. 
you know, labor law does apply to baseball, even though we see it as a game, which is what it is, but, but it is a company. And so labor laws apply. So I can't just drop the hammer on the players because trust me, the league tried it and the union did say, Oh no, you can't. <laughs> I'm surprised that the, I understand their objective, protect the players, mm-hmm. but as so many former players, how many current players are in it? Mm-hmm. How did they not come up to a consensus? Like, look at, It'd be like, I know you did murder, mm-hmm. but I'm going to protect you 100%, even though everybody knows uh-huh. I will do my best to make sure you're not getting life or whatever it might be. Right. That's what defense attorneys are for. <laughs> but that's why I'm losing my mind. Like, we all know it. Just take the punishment. Call it a day. Because I think their legacy is now more tainted than it would have been had you come out and said it. Uh, McGuire well, came out and said it. And people are more respectable. Andy Pettit said, uh-huh. hey, I did it to recover. Uh-huh. Nobody ever says... Andy Pettit doesn't belong in the hall. Andy Pettit is tainted the game. You never hear anything about Andy Pettit because he came out and admitted it. Well, A-Rod, on the other hand, tried to hide it, and now there's more of a bad look towards him, Bonds, Clemens. Yes, but again, just because uh, that's a whole other thing. Again. I know it's a whole other thing, but so, I'm just but, saying just that perspective of, like, be a, honest. If you're Again, if it's I'm a player, I want a World Series ring, I want to believe, A, I want, I want it. But two, you know... We know either A, what we were doing, or B, whatever. Some maybe, maybe somebody wasn't. But I'm not going to give up my ring, my title, or anything, you know, just because you want me to admit something. Like, no, you got to prove it. Again, it's like a court of law. It's going to be, no, you That's prove it. Update. It's on you. And again, as with the players, if you're going to say you're going to admit it or else you're suspended or you're, you're banned for life, mm-hmm. well, I ain't telling you nothing. They're not going to tell you nothing because they're under the same sort of, I'll use the broader term, a legal jeopardy as I am. So mm. we're all, it benefits us to say nothing. If Fires wants to say something, Fires doesn't work here anymore. He doesn't know what we were doing in the in the world. Just whatever. He, he's sour grapes guy. We're not worried about him. And again, pile of evidence. Okay, what evidence? Prove it. Cora's saying nothing. Hitch is saying nothing. Are the Astros also the ones that got cheated, that got caught uh, breaking into the St. Louis yeah. drafting? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's where we need to start. That's where we got to start it at. That's where we should have said something's going on out there. We gave you the one pass. That's where maybe we should have gone, but we'll, we'll have to get back into this another day um, right. just to kind of start actually wrapping this one up. I yeah. know your longest podcast ever. Probably, I'm not going to lie to you. It doesn't even feel that long. Yeah. I've, I've truly enjoyed this. I think I hope you did too, but yeah. it has not felt at the time we're at, yeah. at all. Um, Rapid questions before we get out of here. Okay. St- or starting with our first one, favorite player of all time. Favorite player of all time is Dwight Gooden. Bonds and Clemens, Hall of Famers or not a Famers? Hall of Famers, absolutely. Mets win a World Series, but you can never watch them again. Or you can watch the Mets, but they can never win a World Series. I can watch them. They never win the World Series. They haven't won since I was, what, 11 years old anyway. <laughs> I, knew, <laughs> I knew that's where you were going to go with this. Right? I was like, I already know. He's like, they don't win already. I still watch them. <laughs> Um, favorite jersey of all time. Like in terms of the design of the jersey, or yeah, like, like for instance, if you were to say the Mets black, I love the Mets black. I think they, I hope Uncle Stevie brings it back. But what's your favorite? Oh, he's bringing jersey? it back. They're coming back. You don't like those? Uh, they're okay. I, I mean, I I had one back in the day. Mm-hmm. I had some of the hats that were black. Yeah, but black had its moment, and okay. It was done. All right. So what's your favorite jersey of all time? I'll say my favorite jersey of all time, I will say, oddly, it's the Dodgers. The whites? Yeah, the white Dodger uniforms. The cleanness of the white, the the lettering, with the red. Yeah, just the way it works out. They are beautiful. They are beautiful. And before we get out of here, mm-hmm. will you be winning our fantasy basketball league? I believe you are in the semifinals now. I know. Coming buddy. out of nowhere, literally, you're like <laughs> three and six. It went on a 10-game winning streak. What is going on here? Uh, well, I win it. I got doubts because now I think I got the number one seed team. You do. And um, I think that's what I'm playing this time. I did outscore whatever they were doing last week, but I don't think they were messing with their team too much, so who knows. But um, will I win? I got doubts. But I made it to the semis. You, I made it to the playoffs. You know you beat the number one team. The team you beat was actually number one all season, uh-huh. and they had a bad uh, – I think they had one bad game. Uh-huh. They lost a game, and the next team – overtook them by points. Oh, they actually okay. had the same record, but the other team scored more points. Oh, no, I didn't know that. But, yeah, it's a game of numbers, not names. Yes. As proved by the fact that I'm in the semifinals. Because if you start asking me half the people on my roster, I have no clue. 
I don't know what, like, I know what team's on because it says, but uh, what do they do? Are they left-handed, right-handed? None of it. No clue. I just look at the numbers. Okay, he looks like he's better than him, so that's who I'm playing, and that's what I do. And so... <laughs> it, it works. It works. Um, I hope your team, I've got two balls, goes far. I, I do have two balls. You do have both ball brothers. Yes. Um, <laughs> guys, that's going to be it for today. I want to thank you, everybody, for listening. I know it's a long one. I'll do my best next time. But, uh, Jamal, thank you for coming out here. Short notice, too. Thanks um, for having me. Maddie will be back soon. We will have Jamal again at some point. Um, guys, make sure you find us Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, whatever you might have. Find us on the website, Going Deep with Matthew and Jeremy. Find all the episodes, bios, anything. Make sure you find Brother on Baseball at sportsbums.com. Um, more articles coming out soon. And as always, everybody, much love. <laughs>